I'd like to begin this morning just with a word of, from Scripture. In Luke 15, verse 32, we read this passage. But we had to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. Most of us recognize that passage from the parable of what we call the prodigal son. Some of our newer Bibles have the, have the title, the parable of the lost son. And that seems fitting because most of the time I've ever heard this passage preached or taught, we've talked about two emphasis or two words, lost and found. And most of the time when we think about those two words, lost and found, we think of them in a, a spiritual sense. Especially in regards to our relationship with God through Christ our Lord Jesus. But for me, Personally, word loss took on a new meaning many years ago. The word lost came to mean an internal chaos, an internal disorder. Part of my story is I'm a preacher's kid, I grew up in church. And I often say church was life and life was church because really I didn't know anything else. Yet I reached a point in life to where everything that I had hung my hat on for many years, things that I thought I had been incredibly certain about and especially dogmatic about, were gone. They were fading. And I wasn't sure what to do. I felt lost. But being feeling lost sent me on a journey. There were times I felt like giving up on faith, giving up on church, giving up on God. But I wasn't about to do that. And so I began a journey and a search. A search theologically, a search spiritually. But I also knew that one part of that search was incredibly important, and that was community. Finding a faith community. The faith community that I had known almost all of my life very quickly was not an option. And I felt some grief. But I began looking. That search took me to a lot of places. 
But back in 19, back in 2014, it brought me to bearing. I'd always heard of bearing. I knew a few of the members from my association as a chaplain in the medical center. But I walked in the back door that day, and this huge personality met me by the name of Dwayne Evans. And we talked, and I sat here in service for the first time. And slowly, as I kept coming back, something bringing, something bringing me back, which was a new experience, week after week. I realize is that there, later in reflection, there are three incredible gifts this church has in helping bring lost people back. What in this sermon is being referred to as reorientation. But here are the three gifts. First of all, there's the gift of acceptance. My experience with churches has been, for the most part, positive, but there's a lot of negatives. But I felt like any time I walked in a church, I was being sized up. You know, do I fit this preconceived mold, preconceived image of what a church member should look like. And I'd been given the third degree. I'd been asked a lot of questions, even questions like, where did you go to college at? Because something about that either made me in or out. But when I walked into Barron, I got none of those questions. There was something very personal about this. And I realized this church had a blindness. Not in a bad sense, but in a good sense. Because I looked and there was a diversity of people. Very big diversity. But we weren't being judged by a preset standard. I felt a lot of grace. I felt a lot of love. The second gift, though, was the gift of authenticity. This one is a big one for me because part of that spiritual chaos I was going through is that my authentic self was emerging. All the mask, everything I had ever put on, all the faces I had ever worn as a preacher, as a church member, were being torn away. And I was looking for authenticity, something that to me felt real. And I felt it from the very 
first day I walked into this congregation. It was one of the vital seeds to me that was planted in my heart. Because the people I met weren't trying to put on a church face. They were just being who they are. They were being real. And that's a special gift for a church. Because churches are, can be very ecclesiastical, but they can also be very formal. And we, we maintain that formality. Not here. There is no formality. There is no pre-made atmosphere. It's just real people engaging real people. And the third one was, third gift that Bering brought was nurture. I felt like churches, and part of my theology is that churches need to be about people. About feeding people spiritually, emotionally, physically. And that being a, a central tenet of my theology, I was pretty picky about that one thing being part of a con congregation. But the first time I sat here and I listened to Jeff preach, I said, he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. Because there had been a lot of places that didn't get it. And that was one of the selling points. Is that from Bible class, to one-on-one, -on -one. from the pulpit, there was nurture. I don't know that, I can't think of any Sundays that I've walked out of here that I haven't taken something with me for the week. Something that, that later on in the week I remember, or comes as a reflection or an integration. Because this is a church that feeds spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And part of that nurture was, goes back to this idea of authenticity. I loved what Reese said about, you know, the coffee and donut show. You know, that was, that was priceless. I call them dog and pony shows. But it seems like it was a theatrical, many places, it's a theatrical production. Yet here, it's very lively, it's very joyful. But it goes back to this idea of nurture. It was very real and very filling. You know, I believe that this, Community. I, I would much rather refer to Bering as a faith community than a church. 
lives up to what Hebrews 10 says. Let us consider how we must encourage one another to love and to do 